hairs on my body started standing on end. Silent. Nothing there. I fought to get back into my body. You are going to be a vital importance of helping us convince the masses. Type 471. Type 471. Bridge to the other world. Bridge to the other world. Welcome to Type 471. I'm Sam Kitchen. My guest today is Dale Lyons. Dale is the mastermind of the Facebook page Squatchville, the Bigfoot Amphitheater. He's an experiencer, of course, of the Bigfoot phenomenon. He's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of interesting stuff to say, and I am interested to get his perspective. Dale Lyons, welcome to Type 471. How are you, my friend? I am good, Sam. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to have you. And, you know, of course, I always love talking about Bigfoot. And, and you, you strike me as a guy who has kind of a unique perspective on things. Would you agree with that? You know, I, I believe so. You know, I, uh, I experienced some things, you know, back in 2014 that uh, uh, just uh, was a mind blower, you know, and the way it just continued to snowball. Uh, as time went by, it just got stranger and stranger until uh, you know, it took a while for me to understand exactly what the heck just happened there. I experience a life form that, you know, uh, nobody's ever seen with the exception of uh, Sasquatch and, and uh, Dogman, something like that. But all of them cryptid subjects uh, will be found in Squatchville, the Bigfoot Amphitheater. It's a nonfiction page. So all of the content in it is made to be so by the uh by these cryptid subjects that i work with all right well you know i'm on board with that so let's get into the specifics of exactly what has gone on starting from the beginning let's uh let's keep our chronology here you you mentioned 2014 what was uh, the event that started it all uh you know i uh, helped uh, grow a group uh, bigfoot community uh back then and and uh, we had we met up in uh, Willow Creek, uh, uh, the uh, founding men members. And while we were over there, uh, we went over to the coast, and uh, there was this rock shop. I took this picture of this slab of wood, and uh, later uh, uh, started uh, ha- having a strange phenomenon happen to me. But at that time. That's all I knew about Bigfoot was uh, uh, what I saw in 1971 with my father, uh, which was a uh, uh, Bigfoot man or beast, and and that's about. And I'd seen that Bigfootville on TV time or two, but that's all I knew. I didn't know who Ron Moorhead was, and you know, I kind I knew uh, Patterson Gimlin from the movie the docu movie or whatever it was uh back in 71 other than that i really didn't know anything so i think that's kind of what helped me uh 
made me a you know a prospect for this job i guess sure the the fact that you came into it kind of as a as a newborn babe without any real bigfoot knowledge or experience is that what you mean exactly yep cool so what what happened in that rock shop yeah i uh you know there's a lot you know them rock shops are always cool looking at all them geos and stuff like that you know and uh rare rocks uh but I, uh, I I came across this slab of wood that was in the windowsill there, and I just yeah you know, I I became infatuated with it you know I'm just I just staring into the it looks like a you know looks like a bigfoot you know and it's got a couple of knots in it for the eyes and stuff and it's a you you know it's very very cool looking you know and. Uh, I was mesmerized by it, you know, and, you know, so I just took a picture of it. And after that, I, you know, a few hours later is when I uh, uh, first experienced the phenomenon that, you know, what was about that. You know, I felt a gentle nudge to my head when I, I was asking a friend if something was true about what I was looking at right there of a Bigfoot. And she was like, yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and in that moment, I felt well, this little, uh, like putting your hand in front of a, a real loud bass woofer, you know, that that's kind of what it felt like. It was definitely a physical feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I thought she did it. Uh, you know, I thought it was her. And, uh, and she was like, nope, it wasn't me. You know, because it happened just in that exact moment. Yeah, I I find that very interesting. Um, I I find everything about that interesting, actually. The fact that you had this sort of spiritual awakening, this sort of uh, revelation, realization in the rock shop where you kind of, it seems like maybe you kind of tapped into an awareness that hadn't been part of your experience before, and then later you had this sensation that you describe uh, near your head, which is which is a sensation that I am personally familiar with. I've experienced uh, that that same thing at, at least so far as you describe it. Um, w- would you would you call that? Uh, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you think your third eye was was opening up at that time? Uh, you know, my third eye uh, opened back in the nineties when uh, I uh, was in kind of a fight for my life situation uh, uh, with a bunch of uh, Satan worshippers, and I don't want to get them all riled up. I'm not going to talk about that. No, but that's truly when my third eye was open, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, so. Uh, uh, I I stuck to my guns and and did what I believe in my heart was true and that's who that's who I am. I am, a, you know, my heart, you know, is my biggest asset and my love and and compassion for for anything, everybody, and I followed my heart instead of what they were trying to manipulate me into. And then I found something. And uh, they got really pissed off about it, and it got really, uh, it got really scary right there. Uh, like I said, I was fighting for my life, but that in itself, man, 
was uh, what opened my third eye. Right. You know, I was like, whoa, man. Yeah. And, and so I know, I know what, I know what evil looks like, you know, and I know what demons look like. You know, this place was a portal, you know, that I was at straight to hell. It gets me wound up talking about this. By all means, only talk about it to the extent uh, to which you're comfortable. Yeah, well, okay. So they did everything they could they could to uh, get me to kill myself. But, you know, so when I went through this experience and started, uh, and started uh, feeling this phenomenon, I was open to it right away. You know, I just did. I thought it was this other person it hadn't occurred to me that uh this uh picture i'd just taken uh locked me in with uh with these uh advanced beings you know everything's energy and and even in uh even in a slab of wood there's energy you know yeah that is true i really like what you had to say about your heart your love and your compassion being your greatest asset and that that is something that i often say to people that uh that love that doing this looking for truth out of love for others is is one's greatest strength when one is a seeker after truth love and open heart and compassion is is one's greatest asset. I believe that the people who do what they do out of love will find their answers. They will succeed in their quest. And um yeah. You know, like just yesterday I launched my my Facebook group Type 471 A Reckoning in Consciousness and in the in the about section right there I say that very same thing that this group is for those who out of love for all in the name of love for all want to uncover truths and give truth to people. So, so I mean, it's, it's right there in my own mission statement, and I'm right there with you in that, Dale. Love and, com- yes. and compassion, these are our greatest tools in the quest to discover more. It is, uh, it is the ultimate uh, knowledge when you, when you have totally learned how to love unconditionally with everything everything around you that is is the ultimate that's your ultimate state of being that you could ever be in you know and uh you know we will uh, absolutely find out more about this when we pass away i think and you know because life never ends i believe that love consciousness and energy are all the same thing it is all the one infinite existence of which we are part love is literally life force itself and it is the binding agent of infinity how do you feel about that thank you yeah thank you you said it a lot better than i did i appreciate that for sure uh yeah it is it is exactly that my friend and it's so hard to be that way in a time when uh um, when the world just seems like it's uh, in decay, you know. Oh my gosh! And yeah. uh, so this started happening as a result, you know, uh, to me as a result. Uh, the next time I was, uh, I, uh, there was this dude uh, who uh, was a uh, hoaxer, and in the uh, uh, Bigfoot world, and he supposedly had one and stuff. And I'm not even going to advertise that dude but 
uh, you know, all this uh, uh, contention and uh, bad energy was just going through the Bigfoot community about this guy and what he was all about. So I, uh, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Bigfoot is of Satan. And boom, right there on my forehead again. No, real loud, resounding no. And uh, and I felt it once again, right against my forehead, you know. Uh, and and that's exactly what I heard was no. And uh, and that was the first time uh, I experienced mind speak. Interesting. And uh, yeah, it was. So going back to your earliest experiences, um, you you had that experience in the gem shop. I want to know what the, what the chronology is after that. What was the first? I mean, you mentioned the the experience the in your in your head, and then you mentioned this later experience. Um, were there Sasquatch experiences in there in in the interim, or did did that come later? No, there was uh, that summer, man that I was in Willow Creek was like uh, all Sasquatch. I was over there uh, down Eugene area. So I got to watch uh, Willow Creek, the movie, you know, there. And I met the, the actors and actresses and stuff. And uh, his name is what? Sam. Uh, he was he a comedian. Anyways, oh, it's not important. You mean Bobcat Goldweight? There you go. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking Sam Tennyson. I'm like, no, that ain't it. Yeah, that's a different uh, guy. Same same general time period, but different comedian. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, uh, I met them guys. It was all cool. I went to uh, uh, the Sasquatch Brew Fest with my sons, and you know, it just a great summer. And then I took off up Willamette Pass in uh, in the Willamette National Forest of Oregon, and I was up there camping with some friends, and uh, I went down. Uh, I'd quit smoking the same time that uh, that Thanksgiving weekend, which is the same time that I felt that uh, mind speak. Uh huh. So uh, I'm up there and. Yeah, we rode our motorcycles up there. Uh, I blew out my back, and I, you know, I just went off by myself and and uh, went down to this store to get a pack of cigarettes. I said, "Screw it, never mind." I walked away from it, and because uh, uh, I'd quit, like to say, back in the Thanksgiving when that happened, but. Uh, I stopped at this one place and I'm looking at it just, uh, you know, I said, I want to go do a night investigation over here, you know, to my friend. And so, so about 10 o'clock, we went over there and uh, he plowed, he plowed through this uh, kind of a ditch and up across this, uh, the other side of it wasn't a road he just kind of plowed his way through and and parked probably where he shouldn't have as soon as we got out of the truck and gathered around each other 
We heard, I'm like, what in the heck? And we're looking at each other, you know. And uh, we go back to talk, and we hear, I'm like, what in the you know, we're shining our flashlight around. We can't see anything, man, you know. We're like, what is doing that, you know? And I'm like, that is a weird growl, you know. And in that moment, I just kind of felt that that's exactly what we were dealing with. And uh, sure enough, went back there, found uh, footprints, you know, and and uh, some really intriguing things. When I went up there one time, uh, as I was turning around to leave back to my car, uh, I heard a stonk, stonk, you know, right behind me. And uh, they couldn't see anything. And you know? I'm like, what the heck, man? So I knew. I knew at that point I was not alone. And uh, I went home, you know, and all this is really uh, uh, becoming very intriguing to me and stuff. And the last time that uh, I'm able to go there uh, before uh, the weather hit, um, I found, uh, went up there and... and uh, Gave him money, you know, just gifted him some money. <laughs> <laughs> to the Sasquatch? I, I didn't know. I didn't know what, uh, what I was, you know. Oh, I love that. You know, I've, I've, I've heard of all kinds of gifting, but I have never heard of anybody giving them money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had like a, a dollar's worth of quarters, you know, and I sat down on different... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I set the, the set of... I spread them out on different tree stumps there. That's cool. But, you know, that's that makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're these shiny little circular things with designs on them, so it makes perfect <laughs> yeah. sense that they would be an excellent gift. Yeah, I'm like, you know, why not, you know? Absolutely, yeah. In fact, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page from you. I'm going to try that next time. Yeah, yeah, you should. You know, you know, I, don't, I think it's just a, you know, a good intention. Right. So you spread these uh, quarters out uh, among different tree stumps. I did, yeah. Nothing, you know, I always felt like I was being watched as soon as I got there. And I'd, I had uh, ventured away from my car, you know, pretty good little distance, well, for me, anyway. And uh, I was nervous, you know, I still wasn't sure what to expect uh, from these beings these people and that was where it really all started getting interesting for me later on uh, you know in that in the fall is when that happened with uh uh quitting smoking i went to the uh uh yakima bigfoot gig there in 14 so that whole year was just all sasquatch you know and uh uh come 2015 my granddaughter uh she was like two years old and two and a half maybe she was a let's go to the jungle you know grandma and grandpa let's go to the jungle you know okay let's go you know we get up and i uh started making you know uh our way up into this uh 
little area that um, my son and I had found. And uh, we pulled over at this uh, uh, lot gate. It was it was not posted or anything. Uh, and they went uh, down to the creek, and uh, and I went up uh, the road a little ways uh, to this landing, and uh, I took uh, took some pictures of my surroundings and stuff. Uh, didn't see anything remarkable in the photos at first, except you know some strange glyph type things where there were sticks that were uh, put together with a jawbone. It was really trippy. Huh? Uh, what kind of jawbone? Uh, deer, deer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I got to up top, man, there's just prints all over the place, man, and uh, and even youngsters. Yeah, that's amazing. Was it this was outside of Yakima? No, this was uh, no, that was where the conference is at. This is uh, this is back in uh, uh, Oregon. Uh, uh, yeah, where I uh, there's a bit there that I left out, but yeah, this is all happening now in Oregon, and this is up by Fall Creek, uh, where there's been a lot of uh, you know, sightings and whatnot up in this area. But I was up there, and you know, I was I sucked at making castings, man. But there were some cool ones, man. When I, I go up there and I see this stuff, and and I'm like, man, okay, this looks like a good place for an, uh, a night investigation, you know. And uh, I got my uh, son and daughter-in-law to come with me. We got up to uh, the landing that evening. And right off the bat, this uh, mysterious uh, yellowish light just went over the top of us really slowly and really close. I mean, really close. You could see the airliners above it. Wow. So I'm, you know, we're like right on. We make our way towards, you know, I am incredibly out of shape, big time. Yeah, but we make our way towards this, uh, towards the tree line there. And I heard what I thought was a whoop. But I asked the others and they didn't hear it. And so I just blew it off as uh, me, you know, wheezing and breathing hard, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going up there a little bit. And nothing's really going on. And, I find this rock and I, I uh, go up to this big stone in the ground really hard, you know, and uh, we waited nothing. And we started carrying on or started back uh, walking up the trail or the road. And uh, all of a sudden we hear this woo You know, uh, we're looking at each other like, what in the WTF, you know? Kind of like with a, you know, kind of like a terminal shock, you know, in your eyes tight. It's like that really just happened, you know? Man. I was like, dang, man. And what should we do, you know? I said, uh, send Nicole, just try to 
repeat what you just heard. She did it. And it sounded a lot better than mine right there, I'm here to tell you. She nailed it. And and the one and the whoop that we heard sounded like it was from, you know, a, a young uh, a teenager, a teenage Bigfoot, female Bigfoot. That's exactly what it sounded like. Hmm. Or a human even. But it wasn't a human. We knew that for sure. Uh, so she nails it. And uh, in that moment, we whoop, 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 coming around us from all directions. And you can hear the foliage break under some of their feet and stuff. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, it was, uh, it all got real right there. We uh, were, were looking at each other and suddenly, boom, 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 boom. You know, something running in place right next to us. That's making, we can feel it in our chests and it's, you know, and in the ground, it's moving us. And we're like, what the fuck, you know? And uh, uh, Nicole, uh, she was cold. She's like, I want to go, guys. So we did. (laughs) It was uh, really intense. Yeah, no kidding. That is one hell of an experience, Dale. My gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh awesome man whoa and uh you know at the time you know i i never felt like there was a pending sense of we were gonna get you know mauled or killed or anything never felt that but that was uh that was when i knew for a fact that this cloaking thing is true and right there is uh in that moment as after that happened, uh, my sons, uh, I had broke out my uh, my therm on my phone, and and uh, I couldn't get it to work, and and my son's phone started beeping, indicating it it was dead. It was a brand new phone and just fresh charge on it before we left. So, mm-hmm. and when I got home, I got there. And there was like a hundred pictures of red, nothing, just red. And I didn't take any pictures. Hmm. Weird. So the, yeah. the thing with the drained battery, that is something we hear over and over again, isn't it? Where, uh, where there it is. in the yep. presence of the Sasquatch, for some reason, batteries go dead and electronics just fail somehow much of the time. Um, and, and when you mentioned your, your therm that was attached to your phone, was, was this one of those little FLIR plugins that you plug into a, a cell phone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got it, you know, I was anxious to use it and it's like, they just took it over and did what they want with it. You know, I've experienced now that, you know, they've even attached pictures to my videos and stuff, you know. Whoever it is I'm working with is uh, not just Bigfoot. It's uh, uh, the star people. You know? I have UFOs stop over me and strobe light at me and then carry on their way. And uh, I have this light that is where I'm at always. Ever, wherever I go, that light shows up. Yeah. And 
That's that's extremely interesting to me. I remember you telling me this, uh, telling me about this before, and I I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just I just am really anxious to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's cool. Yeah, we fought, we got down. I'm gonna go back to that night, the night investigation. Uh, we gathered in the jeep and we just sat there uh, for like 45 minutes in silence. Didn't say anything. Nobody uh, moved. Just sat there. Uh, and just uh, was like, uh, what just happened there, you know? And uh, just, you know, we're shaking our heads and like, whoa. So, you know, I, I have no idea that the reason this is going on is because I connected with that slab of wood, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I hadn't connected that to it yet. So we we finally uh, shake it off a little bit, start the Jeep and head back home. And uh, uh, two days later, I went back in the daytime to that same area. And uh, when I got up to this certain part of the road, uh, I could see something across the clearing. I, uh, moving like you know it was very bright behind it so i could see the light flicker as it is it paced back and forth you know like, what the heck is that now i had so many stupid ideas of how i thought i should do my research and you know uh <laughs> ridiculous things you know like one guy told me don't zoom in your your photos or your pictures don't with your camera don't zoom in with your uh you know your cell camera and uh it just makes for uh worse things so i'm i'm like just take you know first off i have my <laughs> i have my video sunglasses on and and i think it's recording everything i'm seeing uh but Fortunately, you know, as I'm, you know, I, and I'm thinking it's got to be say, seeing the same thing I am, you know. Uh, but just, you know, I go up ways more and I'm like, I'm just going to take some pictures just in case. And I so wished I would have zoomed it in, but I just took it regular, took a few pictures uh, mm-hmm. uh, for maybe even, there was a couple of them I lost forever because that's what I didn't know about computers or uh, any kind of photo editing thing. Once you edit that, if you haven't made a copy, it's exactly what that is in the rest of history. You know? Yeah. I also, uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, your friend suggested not to zoom in with your phone because that's a digital zoom, and uh, it, what that's doing is essentially just cropping the image and reducing the the quality of the smaller image on which you're zooming, right? So I think that yeah. that's why he gave you that particular piece of advice. Am I am I right about that? I would say I would say that's correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks for saying that. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense to me. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, there's a there's a difference between digital zoom and optical zoom, of course. Digital zoom works that way, whereas optical zoom actually the the lens mechanism itself actually moves to zoom in optically on the image, preserving the image quality and the size of the image. Um, so so digital or optical zoom is always preferable to digital zoom but i i do understand your dilemma in that situation you know you feel like you need to zoom in on the subject and uh you know what what does one do there like you you can either yeah. you can either take the picture zoomed all the way out and uh you know preserve the full image quality and then zoom in later in post which you say you didn't even know anything about at the time or you can just zoom in on your camera at the time so it's i i can yeah. i can understand the dilemma in those situations yeah yep exactly so uh, I, uh, you know, I take a few pics there with the, with myself. It was that Nokia Windows phone, that orange one. That it was really the first one to start uh, picture quality, you know. And that's why I got it. You know, it was four megapixels. Is how he, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's what I had. Uh, I went up there. I had also brought me a stuff to do uh castings with and uh so i was walking up to the top of this and no sooner than i uh i get up there and i lay the stuff down than this ah 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 happens you know it sounds like it sounds like a thousand pound crow just got caught into the chest, into my chest, you know, I'm like, whoa, what the heck, man, and uh, I'm paying attention, and then another one, ah, 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 and this went all the way down by where my car was, and across the, the uh, creek there, and back up the other side of the mountain, and then it got all the real crows worked up. And they all sprang from where they roosted. There's like a thousand crows just lifted off from where they were above me. And I'm like, you know, I'm standing back. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And uh, just an amazement. I'm like, you've got to be, you know? That's amazing you say that because, you know, I hear so often about people reporting a like a thousand pound bird of some sort an 800 pound owl a thousand pound crow you know like a just some giant yeah. giant bird and um so they they do this all the time i've experienced something similar myself actually uh close to uh, one of my one of my spots here you see I live in Siskiyou County, California, and I'm very, very fortunate to have like just within within a few minutes of my of where I live in any direction, I can go there and I can be in in Squatch territory. So, like I was at one of my spots and I uh, I drove up this mountain road almost to the top. I couldn't quite get to the top. Uh, this was last year because it was still snowed in. Um, so I stopped at the highest point where I could go and I got out and I kind of opened myself spiritually to, to, to the Sasquatch. I just opened myself and just quietly internally announced my presence. And as soon as I did that, I heard what was a bird whistle, but it was very loud and very sharp. There was just this, wow. yeah, this extremely loud, sharp bird whistle. And then I, I, there were all these birds, these all these similar bird whistles coming from all over the place, from all around it, from this little, 
kind of valley in between these two mountains and uh like just just these and you know it was it was very much a bird sound but it was like a big big bird you know and um yeah 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 i do know (laughs) i do buddy yeah yeah you do uh so i i'm uh you know i mix you know i uh I start singing, you know, I sing a lot and I really sing when I get nervous and stuff. So I'm uh, just singing to myself and, and, uh, try, you know, uh, pretending that didn't happen, you know, trying to, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to mix this, uh, this, uh, casting material together and, and I get it done. I'm doing, I got this. There was some uh, kitty prints there too, man. They were really big. It was like, cool, I'll get these too. You mean like mountain lion prints? Yeah, yeah, like mountain lion prints. And uh, I was doing the last one. And something behind me hit me with like a sound gun or something. <laughs> Went, Brrr, you know? And, and I, I turn around and look and, and there's nothing there. And uh, I know you, might, you may be thinking, oh, it's a truck's Jake, but no, this sounded more like a playing card, putting a playing card uh, on your bike spokes mm-hmm. when you was a kid, right? Right. That's what it sounded like. Huh. And, uh, and it happened right behind me and close, you know, and, and, and I could not see what it was, man. But... At that point, I was I I was pretty freaking uh, unnerved and and you know frightened. Uh, I gathered up my stuff. It takes a lot to scare me out of something because of what I I saw with uh, what I dealt with in Southern Utah. You know, right? It's one of the things that made me eligible for this job. You know, I've seen it. You know. So these are not, you know, as scary as I've ever seen, but it was very unnerving, nevertheless. Right. It, so, w- when you allude to to Southern Utah, are you talking about uh, the experience you already referred to in the '90s? Correct. Okay, gotcha. You have been properly prepared to deal with weirdness for sure. So, but this wasn't uh, this wasn't the the weirdest of it all that you've seen. But this was pretty strange stuff. It sounds like. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I said, screw it. I, I gathered up my, I left all the castings where they lay and, uh, and, and took off. And I gathered up my stuff and took off and, and went home, you know, and started realizing that there, there really was something in this picture. And, you know, I will say this about my work and every situation, there is something in there that can be, it cannot be manufactured by computer or anything like that. What these people, you know, this is uh, our technology caught up to Patty, okay? And I am the one who brings observation to these other beings now, you know? he, uh, uh, Patterson, Gimlin, you know? Uh, they were the first. Ron Moorhead has some excellent work, and, and you know, so he knows. Uh, he's been around him a lot, also. He's the one that truly, the true, one of the true uh, 
researchers that I really respect because they're not afraid to uh, uh, look at look at a bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, next time I returned a couple of days later to do uh, some, you know, do some follow up work on on what I captured on camera there, and uh, and I was on my way up there and. Now there was this rock that is always I you know, it was sitting on this place where I always stopped for rest. You know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, cool. And I went pick it up and I, I'm like, thank you. And I could swear to God, I heard you're welcome. You know, call me crazy, but there's nobody up there that could speak English but me. You know, I thought. Uh, so yeah, that sealed the deal for me. And, uh, and, you know, they're a very, uh, uh, you know, much like us, they are very symbolic. Mm -hmm. And when I picked up that rock, it was no joke. And neither is the Bigfoot Amphitheater. Every single thing is in there is nonfiction. Mm -hmm. It is the, the way they wish to, to be viewed. You know, I've seen seen mountain giants, uh, literally down in my camp. You know, where their feet is as tall or is as long as a Sasquatch is tall, and I watched it disappear right, you know, right before my eyes. You know, it took two steps and disappeared. I want to get into that a little bit more. When you say when you say their their footstep is as long as a Sasquatch is tall, do you mean that they have like an eight to ten foot long footprint? That that foot was, was the size of a sedan. Huh. Yeah, it was a black and gray furry foot, and it too yeah it took two steps and disappeared right before that. There was this other, uh, you know, I was just getting up when this happened. Um, I, I was went out to this area to relieve myself, and that's when I saw it. First, the first one I saw it was about, I don't know, I, I speculate about 20-something feet tall. It was, uh, and it had really long, strange legs, like lodgepole legs, you know, really peculiar. And its body was really short compared to its legs, you know? Hmm. And and I saw it step from one tree to the other and up into the, you know, the dark canopy it went uh, of the forest. And then I look back, I'm like, what is that, you know? Trying to get my, my mind about, around what I'm looking at because I'm so familiar with this area, you know? I was seeing that particular place a thousand times and and i know that something right there is not right and right then as i try to decide that it steps up off the ground boom boom and it took one more step and disappeared so what i've come to know is that uh there's a lot of life around us that exist in dimensions that that we're uh, we're just learning about through me, through you, through uh, other people. We're you know unlocking this slowly but surely, and we're doing it collectively. I might add, 
uh, that is one of the most important things to get out of the Bigfoot Amphitheater. If you're going to get anything out of it, get the fact that you are looking at different creatures, different beings coexisting together that look nothing alike. And that's their message. That is who I am. Their message is get your shit together. Get this, and I'll get this planet cleaned up. You know, start working together instead of against each other. And we're stepping into new territory with these, uh, you know, space uh, uh, army or, you know, <laughs> whatever they're called, you know. Uh, that's what they're talking about, man. As you're leaving your way behind to Mars, you know, don't forget to freaking clean this one up first. You know, and we got a huge cleanup to do, my friend. Oh, yeah. And it's it's pivotal. It is it's of the utmost importance that we act on it, you know. I hear you. And uh, I am totally on board with the message. The message is an absolutely sound one. It's the most important message. We need to come together and start actually doing things right where we're actually, it seems to no longer even occur to people that that we're supposed to move, move forward together in a, a constructive way collectively. I mean, people really love to divide everyone into this or that group and judge them by their group. Well, that's not going to ever get us anywhere. It's not gotten us anywhere in the past is never going to get us anywhere in the future. We have to acknowledge people as individuals and come together as one collective human group and cooperate with one another in moving forward in this world. And then, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to go to Mars and, you know, check that out. And, and, and you know, we, we think we need to go out and, and occupy, populate other planets uh, and w without cleaning up this one. And, you know, of course, that there will be no lesson learned there. I say we stay put and we make things work here because that's the only way we're going to grow in any real way. Yeah. Well, there's sure spreading a lot of fear. That's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, everything, uh, everything uh, in the media is uh, fear-based. Everything, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not how we are supposed to be. Yeah, it just fucking isn't, Sam. You, you know, you, you take what's going on in Ukraine there, man. And, and, you know, it's like this hammerhead is just, you know, going to go do whatever. It is not the time for that. It, it, it's so not the time for that, you know? And, uh, yeah, in recent years, we, steam, we seem to have taken steps backward into an older way of thinking. And it, it, uh, I find it very alarming. Now I want to I want to go into uh, further further description about this fantastic being that you saw with the the lodgepole legs and the body that was short relative to the length of its legs. Now I know I know that you you said that there are many different types of beings. So I just want to clarify just for myself: Did this appear to be a Sasquatch or some other different kind of being? Some different kind of being. It actually may have been the green man again it may have been uh it was that it was that tall it was that high you know uh that picture with the green man you know and and that uh uh the collective uh beings that he's got there riding on him and walking with him or whatever the devil posing in the photo with him is uh it's amazing man i mean it you know 
the breakdown of that of that uh, of that experience was just uh, incredible that whole day. Uh, so it could have been, it could have been that, it could have been the green man, but I've also heard it could be a stick man. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said that. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, we hadn't talked about it in this episode. You you did tell me before though, that you, you had seen the green man uh, prior to this, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. I had, that is correct. Uh, now for the longest time, like I guess, and I wanted to, you know, just wanted it to be a Sasquatch, you know, and uh, but if the right people could break that down, they could see that there are Sasquatch also in that photo. There's a menagerie there of little creatures and stuff with this guy, you know, with the green man, one looking over just around his head, one riding on his uh, shoulder. There's one down below him, you know, and everybody says it's uh, oh, it's blurry, but. Once you start looking at it, you realize uh, you can you found a nipple. You know that is his nipple, and uh, it's a pretty well defined nipple. There's nothing really that worry about it at all. Hmm. You know. Yeah. We're, and that uh, that brings up an interesting point. People are often very very critical of of photos. Um, it, it's it's more common for people to be critical of photos than they are to approve of photos. It seems. Um, but, but at the same time, I think people are really ignoring a lot of what might be happening in front of a camera and, and, you know, the way cameras work, of course, and the, the total experience. Now, if someone doesn't see exactly what they think they should be able to see in a photo, then they'll dismiss it and call it crazy and call the photographer, uh, you know, this or that. But I, and people do this all day, every day. And, and when they do, I think they're missing a huge part of what they could be perceiving, but they, they're not perceiving it because their mind just, you know, works a certain way. Their mind isn't geared toward, you know, considering many possibilities. They just think they should be able to see something in a photograph. And when they don't, then they dismiss it. And that's all there is to it. But as, as you and I are discussing throughout the course of this episode, there are, there's a whole spectrum of uh, experience and reality and existence that might be playing out right in front of a camera. And just given the nature of this existence and this spectrum of, of, of existence and this experience, it might not look exactly like a person thinks it should look in a photo. How, how do you feel about that? Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard to get your brain around some of these, uh, some of these pictures. Of course, you know, like if it uh, looks clear, you know, and you know that's what a cloak Sasquatch is going to look like, clear, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you need to figure out how to uh, uh, figure that part out. There's that. This is something that we need to do collectively uh, as researchers and work together to gather information we're gonna quit we're gonna you know like i was telling you about getting into this i'm i'm doing this full spectrum uh photography research uh what you know i'm not using the ir light i'm using it in the daytime and and i'm looking at you know i'm Maybe it'll answer some questions. I found some things where I'd taken it earlier, a uh, couple of years before, and 
and uh, didn't realize what was in the picture till I went back over them one day. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons for this, you know. If you know, I have pictures of um, uh, two youngsters, two bigfoot youngsters in a tree, you know, and they are fairly well defined. But still, you know, uh, you had to zoom in, you had to crop it and stuff to get a look at them. And you can define it. You can see what the branches are and the leaves, you know. So there is enough information on it. But, but you know, still, you know, it, it's not enough, you know. And if you look at it, you know, you're looking at two eyeballs, uh, two nostrils, and the back of its finger pulling down the branches just below its face. That's exactly what's taking place in that picture. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, those are two Sasquatch youngsters uh, in trees that I wasn't going to climb up to uh, do my follow-up work. There's just some cases where it's not safe to do that. Oh no, yeah, I, you know when when doing this kind of work, I mean, safety has to be the number one priority. There, there are so many, so so many endless dangerous situations that Squatchers can get themselves into or anyone out in the woods for that matter, um, safety really has to be the first priority because, you know, if, if you mess yourself up, you're not going to be able to go out there and get the actual, you know, truth you're looking for. Exactly. Part of that, uh, uh, I want to back up real fast, uh, back to where uh, the, crow, the thousand pound crows. As I was leaving, uh, something... Boom, 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 uh, stomped behind me. And, uh, it was that, it was that mountain giant with, uh, uh, with the car size, uh, feet. And again, I couldn't see it, but I, I'm a big guy, man, a fat guy. And, uh, and I, I was being bounced off the ground, Sam. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, off the ground. Wow. That's how big this fella is. And, you know, so we're learning. We're finding out that, like you say, it's a nonfiction page. So, you know, where do you go for that kind of information? Well, there's some of it in the Bible. Uh, there's, you know, uh, and in other forms of ancient writing, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff. And I'll talk about these giants and the Nephilim. And let's not forget, we have cave paintings going back tens of thousands to even a couple hundred thousand years old that, that depict all manner of very strange beings indeed. Indeed. And I want to say thank you for saying that because uh, where I saw that, all that demonic stuff uh, in, in southern, yeah, southern Utah, uh, I was just a few miles away from... Uh, the Perowin Gap, and uh, uh, you can uh, look that up. It was been in ancient aliens and stuff, and and there's a, a UFO uh, depicted there that is close to the one I saw there at that uh, place. Um, uh, it was uh, it, it's close to it, but not exactly. But I, I saw, yeah, that was the first time I, I, uh, well, 
I can't say that. It was, uh, you know, the first time I saw a UFO up really, really close, you know. It was much bigger than, than the size of the house. It lit up the whole mountainside, you know, where it stopped. And it stopped and just stayed above me for um, maybe a minute that long, you know, and it was gone, you know. And, uh, Alan, and so I've been, you know, getting little bits of information, even since I was a kid, you know, my grandmother, uh, she would, you know, I'd be, I'd be like, look at that light, grandma. I lived, uh, we lived near, uh, the Mojave, uh, desert and, you know, there's a, there's a military, uh, a couple of them there, uh, built bases. But, you know, uh, I would see weird lights in the sky and grandma would tell me, don't look at that and don't talk about it. People will think you're crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a common reaction among people. It's interesting that she said not to look at it even. Did she actually say that? She said, don't look at it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Don't look at it, you know. Cause, you know, she didn't want me to be a scrutinized or... Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's why, you know. So, yeah, I was made to, you know, I've seen it for a long time. And uh, uh, I saw some orbs there in Southern, in that Utah gig uh, that I endured. Uh, And, uh, you know, it brought me to this, to where I'm at now, you know. And uh, this page doesn't just bring, uh, benevolent life form to observation hmm. i don't choose what is there i i i follow their leads but these are all life you know there's life form that we dealt with uh you know back in uh the biblical times you know uh old testament uh these uh you know these giants did not like us i really think uh you know, that's probably what's responsible uh, uh, for these, uh, some of these uh, David Politi's uh, uh, missing persons, you know, could very well be plucked up by a mountain giant and eaten, you know, it would not surprise me. You know, after I've seen that and know a fact that, you know, I've experienced it several times and I didn't even continue that story because I'm saving that for my book. Hmm. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, so, I don't blame you there. I, it's, it's gotta be a fascinating story and I'd, I'd hold on to it for my book too, if I were you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah. uh, there's just, uh, but I've experienced that mountain giant many times Mm. many times and uh the stories are real you know there is so much to uh to the 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 full spectrum of reality and experience um you know existence is an infinite thing and to think that we have a bead on what is real and what is not is just plain foolish exactly i feel that uh approaching this endeavor from the point of view of love can actually kind of filter out the negative experiences we can have we can bring our consciousness to the experience in such a way that we can 
uh, choose. We can part. We we can actively choose to interact only with goodness. And uh, I think we do that by by having love and by having a, a loving intention in so doing. So, Dale, we're at the bottom of the episode. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to make known to our listeners in the last few moments? No, thanks, Sam. Yeah, I just want to say that uh, Squatsville, the Bigfoot Amphitheater, is a page devoted to all things good. It is from the heart that you will see this page best. And I recommend that you look at everything through your heart of this page. Scotchville Bigfoot Amphitheater brings observation to life form not observed in the world as we understand it for the purpose of environmental conservation. I'd love to see you all uh, give me a, a like at my page and follow Scotchville and, and help me lift my voice for environmental conservation. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, that is a wonderful mission statement indeed. I am totally behind that. Squatchville, the Bigfoot Amphitheater, is Dale Lyons' Facebook page. So my guest today has been Dale Lyons. It's been quite an interview. Dale Lyons, thank you so much for joining me today on Type 471. I have enjoyed it very much, Sam. I'm sure we'll do it again at some point. Oh, yes, I've enjoyed it as well, and you and I are going to be talking a lot, that's for sure. Yeah, awesome, man. I look forward to that. All right, as do I, Dale. You have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. You too, Sam. Bye-bye. Bye. Once again, Dale's Facebook page is Squatchville, the Bigfoot Amphitheater. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I have finally launched my Facebook group, Type 471, A Reckoning in Consciousness. For those of you who have love in your hearts and you want to uncover truths and bring those truths to humanity for the purpose of elevating humanity, by all means, please come to my Facebook group, Type 471, A Reckoning in Consciousness. If you would like to be privy to the reckoning in consciousness that is Type 471, go immediately to your preferred podcast platform and follow the show. Rate Type 471. Give it as many or as few stars as you believe it deserves. Say your piece in the comments. And share Type 471 with other people. Like-minded people. People like you who can hear in my voice that I am deadly serious about delivering wondrous truths to you. So if you believe in what I'm attempting to do, make sure everybody knows just how you feel about Type 471. Finally, to share your own extraordinary experiences with me, email me at type471podcast at gmail.com. I'm Sam Kitchen, reminding you that we have detected the slick, pliable membrane at the outer edge of human consciousness. Push. You be well, dear listener. I will speak to you next week. <laughs>